Hello, I'm Laurie Seletnik, Editor-in-Chief of the AORN Journal, and I want to share a few highlights from the September 2018 issue. This month's issue contains five regular feature articles and offers a total of four CEs to assist in meeting your certification needs. In the article, Back to Basics, Autologous Tissue, the author reminds us that perioperative personnel manage autologous tissue when they care for patients undergoing procedures requiring the use of bone, soft tissue, or other autologous tissue to repair or replace defects. Use of autologous tissue can minimize the risk of rejection, disease transfer, and infection compared with the use of artificial materials. There are important steps to follow when handling autologous tissue to ensure it is safe for replantation and does not become contaminated. This Back to Basics article provides strategies for managing some types of autologous tissue, including bone flaps, parathyroid tissue, skin grafts, and veins. Tissue management strategies include creating strict documentation policies, standardizing processes and communication, and implementing routine audits to assess compliance. In the article, Improving Cardiac Surgery Outcomes by Using an Interdisciplinary Clinical Pathway, the author shares that a cardiothoracic intensive care unit team evaluated preoperative and postoperative processes to improve outcomes for cardiac surgical patients. The primary aim of this project was to streamline and improve care in the CTICU by implementing a new clinical pathway for patients undergoing coronary artery bypass graft or valve replacement procedures. The team analyzed processes, communication, ventilator days, respiratory complications, patient mobility, presence of invasive catheters and lines, CTICU length of stay, and hospital adjusted length of stay before and after implementation of the clinical pathway. This article outlines the methods the team used to plan, implement, and assess the clinical pathway. Implementation of the clinical pathway successfully streamlined care, reduced variations in care, and improved health care quality and resource utilization. In the article, Scopolamine Use in the Perioperative Patient, a Systematic Review, the author defines scopolamine as an antiemetic agent used for postoperative nausea and vomiting prevention. However, it also has anticholinergic effects such as bradycardia, dry mouth, dizziness, and visual disturbances. Avoiding scopolamine use in specific populations is crucial to prevent adverse effects and harm to patients. This systematic review describes the anticholinergic effects of scopolamine in perioperative patients. 26 articles were included in this review. The authors used the Johns Hopkins Research Evidence Appraisal Tool to appraise the literature. The results of this literature review reveal that clinicians should avoid administering scopolamine to certain perioperative patient populations, such as pediatric patients and older adults. In the article, The Role of the RN Circulator in a Navigated Posterior Spinal Fusion, the author outlines that the RN Circulator plays a vital role in preparing for a minimally invasive spinal fusion with navigation by confirming that the necessary equipment and stakeholders are available and by ensuring that the amount of equipment and the number of people in the room do not compromise patient safety or the sterility of the surgical field. Patients who undergo minimally invasive spine fusion experience less blood loss, shorter hospital stays, and lower costs than those who undergo open spinal fusion procedures. The overall successful fusion rates and improvement in patient quality of life are equivalent between the two approaches. 
Using navigation during minimally invasive and open spinal fusion procedures decreases radiation exposure to the patient and the surgical team and helps ensure a more accurate placement of pedicle screws compared with non-navigated minimally invasive or open spine fusions. In the article, Assessing Perceptions of Teamwork Quality Among Perioperative Team Members, the authors remind us that successful surgery depends on collaboration and mutual trust among interdisciplinary team members. The authors compared teamwork quality as perceived by surgeons, anesthesiologists, and OR nurses using two surveys in the same hospital. The general survey sent to the homes of the OR personnel revealed teamwork climate scores in the medium to high range. Attending surgeons were significantly more satisfied than OR nurses and resident surgeons. Anesthesiologists were significantly more satisfied than OR nurses. A second single-item survey administered immediately after elective open abdominal surgical procedures also showed relatively high satisfaction with teamwork. Results of the second survey, however, showed that attending surgeons were significantly less satisfied than the members of all the other professions, and the OR nurses were significantly more satisfied than the members of all the other professions. These authors conclude that general surveys about teamwork quality among members of the surgical teams may not necessarily reflect teamwork quality during actual surgical procedures. The periop briefing section of the September issue includes a lead feature on preparing for an active shooter event in the healthcare setting, a guideline first look on guideline for safe environment of care, and procedure at a glance on single lung transplant. We hope that you enjoy reading and learning from this month's articles in the AORN Journal. Please continue to share with us how you're translating research into your practice and implementing innovative practices. Contact us if you're interested in writing or peer reviewing for the AORN Journal.